Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Midweek Fix for this Wednesday night. I'm Gav, I'm your host. I'll show you the three people that are with me now, but you probably already know. Um, loads to get through in this show tonight. The UEFA Champions League group stages were meant to finish tonight until something happened in, with Atalanta and Villarreal, so that hasn't that hasn't gone ahead tonight. I think it was heavy snow, um, so they'll have to rearrange that. But most of, most things have been sorted other than that. So we're going to talk about the Champions League and the last 16 and potential Potential um, opponents for Liverpool. Um, on last night's post-match full-time Reds with me and Keith, um, we were talking about the game and we got talking about Tyler Martin. And I want to have another chat with the lads again about him tonight. And um, the return of Steven Gerrard to Anfield this weekend. Um, loads to get through. If you have any stuff you want to ask us about, throw it in the comments. If you're in there already and you haven't hit the like button, do that. Subscribe if you haven't already. You know the usual. If you want to hit a like on the way out, wherever you want. It's not, I, can't, I can't fucking make it. Um, so, um, Conroy, Chris and Kev are with me this evening for the next hour or so. And um, we've just we've just worked out that Kev is like... Um, our Dharma shit of um, the, the LFC day trippers is just breaking news all over the shop here at two minutes to ten. I just couldn't cope, so I said, look, just let me know on the show what's going on, Kev. Will you? I can't be writing all this down. So Kev has loads of breaking news. Basically, the whole world has COVID, and the Premier League probably isn't going to finish yeah. this season. I think it was something like that he said. But I'm probably paraphrasing. Um, lads, I want to start on last night's game. Um as I said, me and Keith done a great show last night, and you know it was a good win. Um, six out of six, um, forced English side to win all six group games, which is an amazing achievement when you consider um, some of the teams that have gone before Liverpool, um, English sides, and the groups that they've had. Um, because remember, this was the group of death. But Liverpool made a six wins from six, um, eighteen points from eighteen. Well, well clear. I think they, they accumulated more points and scored more goals than the other three teams together. Um, if I'm right in saying that Conroy I'll come to you first um, 
just your overall thoughts on the victory last night before we get into a couple of players we're going to chat about. I thought it was a uh, uh, good performance. Um, I would say just good. It was good. I thought overall quite impressed. It's really difficult, I think, when you've got a team like that who you're not in a rhythm playing with each other all the time. So to step in and get a good result at the San Siro, I thought that was brilliant in itself. But when I say good, I mean, we were. I was really impressed by us, but I was very... Um, I couldn't believe how poor Milan were, especially towards the latter of the game. But from our point of view, I thought um controlled the game really well. I mean, I know we're going to speak about the players specifically, Morton and stuff. I felt like it was a, a really, really good experience. It actually filled me with confidence, especially with the, the, the back line um, going forward. That I think we've got good backups in areas. And then a few players that I've probably written off already showed that they actually might be in contention to be a backup. So fair play to them. And I thought it was a, it was a really good result and a, a good performance. I was, I was quite happy with it. And obviously, uh, the standard uh, Divock Arigi goal is involved. It's never a tap-in with Divock. So, yeah, I thought it was a, a good result and good performance. Just on Divock, um, it's his fourth Champions League goal outside of two against Barcelona at the semi-final. That ruins yeah. it, though. That ruins yeah, it now. I wish he hadn't scored. In be and the win and and the ceiling goal in the final. So it's the first kind of regular goal he's ever scored in the Champions League because he only does big ones. But um, I, I think you're bang on with what you say. I think there was a couple of players that impressed more than you would have expected. Um, came of age. I'm not. I wouldn't go that far. I think that's a huge statement to say. If they, you know, and you haven't made it. It's just if if you think yeah. of someone and you go, oh, they come, kind of came of age in the side last night. Like Canati, yeah. Canati, I thought was excellent. After a couple of ropey performances, he was really good. And um, like I said, the right Tottenham direction Martin, for me, like in the right yeah, yeah, direction. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Bad. And yeah. it's not regardless of how good or bad Milan were, it's still the San Siro, it's still the Champions League, yeah. and they still have some sort of quality. And and the team we put out had had youngsters and, and fringe players or backups or whatever, and they, and they were really good. Um Kev for you, along the same lines, they were bad, we were good, and we showed a bit of quality despite a mix and match side of a mix and match forced eleven that we put out. Yeah, look, I mean, we're writing that performance down a bit by saying they were, but that Milan were bad. That's about as strong a Milan side as they can put out. And they're top of Serie A. Now, when you look through that side, you've got the starting left back from France. Tamori is being overlooked for England. For God knows why. Ibrahimovic is still, Ibrahimovic is capable of the absolutely unbelievable. Tonali is the second coming. Uh, Kessie, we were linked, we've been heavily linked with him, if you believe what people are writing on Twitter. They're a very good side that we made look very average. And what Conroy was saying there was bang on. Like, when you think about it, the drop, normally when you make that many changes, you expect a lack of cohesion, you mm-hmm. expect misses, you expect the high line not to work. That's what impressed me more than anything last night was how effective the high line was. Bearing in mind that it was Nat Phillips' first meaningful game and Kanate had never played with him before. Nico had never, you know, Nico, Kanate, Nat Phillips and Simicas had never played together in the back line. And that high line was perfect. The amount of times we caught them offside, even from set players, it worked as if it was your first line back four. You can tell how it's drilled in training, and that's following through. And that followed right the way through our performance from 1 to 11. It was seamless. And I watched the Manchester United game tonight, and you saw the amount of changes they made. 
And if it was a better side than Young Boys, they'd have cut them open for five or six. They were so bad. And United fans was, well, you know, yeah, look at the changes, look at what we did. You played Young Boys at home with arguably £250 million worth, worth of transfer fees paid for players that were on the pitch. And you're bang average. And we did it with our fringe players and a kid from the youth setup who nobody was talking about in July and August. So I was nothing but impressed. I was massively impressed last night. I was the most impressed I've been in the whole Champions League run-in was last night's game. Yeah. It was, It was. you know, like Coftinho says, we changed the entire back four, or the entire midfield and back four. That's a bloody good performance when you take that into account. And Chris, is it a case of, you know, we look at Milan and, and Kev's mentioned Tamari, he's mentioned Kessie, uh, Tanali, um, Ibrahimovic could be your dad. Yeah, Tio Hernandez as well, you know. Tio Hernandez, yeah, you, men- you mentioned those players, but are they just being overblown, Chris, for you? Like, because I looked at them last night and I just couldn't believe how there was no urgency in them to go try win balls, press, get into positions. It was like they were literally playing off scraps. And at the same time, you have to look at Liverpool and go, and Kev's right, you're expecting a lack of cohesion, misplaced passes, you know, even silly things like short passes where a fella thinks I'll move and then he doesn't and then it's passed out of play and you go, that's just because they don't play together an awful lot. But last night, in fairness, Liverpool just went there, dominated the vast majority of the game, regardless of who was on the pitch. And as Kev said, like, when when we are making changes and moving players around, like Oxley Chamberlain plays as the nine and knows when to press. You know, Nico Williams goes right to the midfield, knows what he's to do. Joe Gomez goes right back, no issue. You know the sort of way we need to give Liverpool more credit rather than just looking at Milan and going they were poor. Yeah, I think we do because put it this way: if that was City doing that or Chelsea doing that or United doing that, we'd hear the same old bollocks we hear all the time on Twitter. Is, well, that's because they've got a fabulous squad. They've got depth in their squad. Liverpool can't do that. Liverpool made eight changes and then took Salah and Mane off and looked comfortable. Uh, I think Liverpool just coped with the uh, the pressure better. Yeah, Milan were under pressure because they knew they had to win. And I think the pressure got to Milan and Liverpool just coped with it better. But hopefully it's a bit of a wake-up call to some of our fan base that the French players we got, they're not as bad as you make out. You know, you're never all going to have a City squad. But look, even City did... 10, 11 changes and a 500 million pound squad there and couldn't, couldn't beat RB Leipzig. Mm. So look, I, I was impressed. I actually thought that performance was a hell of a lot better than one at home to Porto, which I thought at home to Porto we were very raggedy mm-hmm. and we got cut open far too many times. And to be honest, if Porto could shoot, they, they probably should have won it, won it in the first half. But that, that performance, aside from the sloppy goal, was pre- very, very controlled. And for some players like Tyler Morton, in a nice way, I forgot we had kids on the pitch. You kind of went, it just looks like a Liverpool team. That's kind of how Liverpool play. So, yeah, I was really impressed. And you got seen that Phillips do, you know, Cruyff turns in the box, which is just brilliant. It's the best thing I've seen in a long time in football. I, I genuinely, like, it's in the box. To <laughs> the best thing about it, and I don't know if many people have noticed, is when he does the turn, an AC Milan fella just goes diving about six feet along the ground. Have you have you noticed yeah, that? Casey, Casey. Yeah, is it Casey? Casey. Um, yeah, it was Casey. Yeah. He goes running in, and just the confidence of him to go, oh, I won't kick this out. I'll just cry torn this and, and see where yeah. I get. And he was and he was interviewed afterwards. And he was like. Yeah, I just kind of done it and and I kind of walked out. I was like, "Fuck's sake!" You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine doing that in a in a in a top end Premier League game? You know, ah, 
you're two one up away from home in a big big game like away at sea and he starts doing Cruyff's horns around the likes of the Bruyne and stuff you'd absolutely be on the ground gone but they, they probably don't expect it Gav though see when that's it's what like, it is set, I, and players won't expect it because they yeah, won't think he's at that yeah. level and, and that's I, why it's worked out the Kessie thing, like, the Kessie thing he, he turns him and when he turns I think Kessie is actually making a dash for Alisson because he thinks he might pass it back there and when he turns Kessie half attempts to look back at Phillips yeah. and just goes <laughs> flying about six feet it's the funniest thing but like in fairness like he's all made brilliant points over over the squad and, and this isn't a game of point scoring going look at our squad and stuff like that I don't go in for that but do you know what one thing I noticed was how they know their positions and no matter where no matter where you put them they know what they have to do when they have to do it because when you move one, when you bring one player on and move another player that's two, that's two movements, possibly three, within the team that you've made. And Liverpool were like, oh yeah, he's out there now, or he's here. or he." And Liverpool just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. I thought it was a really good win. Um, but moving on to, um, I want to talk about one player in particular, and it's, it's Tyler Morton. And, you know, I don't want to over-egg this guy. He's a very young guy. He's played at home at Porto, at the Porto. He's played away at Milan. He's got a few minutes there against Arsenal, I think, in the league as well. But me and Keith were talking about it last night, just how cool he was. Um, there wasn't an awful lot of pressure on him um, in a within the game itself. I felt, but having said that, like Conroy, if you watch him, he's very intelligent with regards to how he, you know, finds space. He's, his head is constantly on a pivot, watching where things are. Constantly scanning, yeah. Yeah, his force, his force touch you. is good. He, if he has to move a force time, he does. If he has to take a touch, he does. And he's not just side to side. He looks to switch. He looks to get balls into decent areas and. Without over-egging him and saying like he's the, you know, the second coming of whoever, it's it's very very promising to see a player in third or fourth or maybe fifth appearance for Liverpool. I think it's fifth, including League Cups, be that sort of player in that sort of atmosphere. Absolutely, but I think it, it kind of goes to the type of player he is. Um, you talk about knowing where he is in the park being clever and I, I see I've said it notoriously the last couple of weeks every time he plays oh he needs to bulk up needs to bulk up and it's like sometimes there's too much obsession with that there's certain players who are just good at that role and they're very clever and for him to go on a park where you could probably say you've got men who are already grown up and he just just bossed I just think it's all down to his football intelligence that's the most impressive thing you can talk about like the 60 yard diags if you want from me it's his in game intelligence I just was really impressed again I fought against the Porto you know, for, for the Salah's goal, he's obviously scanning before that, gets the ball from the pass and does the the 50-yard pass to Salah. But you can just tell he's always thinking, he's always seeing what's around him. And working with Thiago is going to help with that as well because I think Thiago has a sore neck for the amount of times he does that in a game. But overall, I'm just really impressed with him. And I think it's actually, additionally, Gav, people will keep saying, because I know he can play as an eight, but I think it would be it's quite good to have him going for a sixth position and he can maybe look to try and get in. I'm not going to over-egg him, but as a backup or someone off the bench who could another option for the six, because to me, that's what I think he'd be perfect for. I'm not saying he is this player, but I, I get very Michael Carrick type of vibes from him when I watch him play. That's a comparison I see. Um, I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah, that's a fair one. That, that's the type of player I see there. And I think one thing you'd always say about Carrick his in-game and football intelligence was up there and what is he 19 Tyler Morton I think it's um, it's a lot of potential what I would say you're, you're absolutely right the, the pressing's a big thing as well because Porto made it a harder game because Porto would press us at different parts and put pace in behind there wasn't as much of that last night but I mean still bossed the game which is 
unbelievable in itself. So there's a lot of potential there, and it'll be one to keep an eye on in the future. But it's, it's another it's another academy shout that I saw something yesterday. Um, it was like saying in the past maybe ten years we've not really had that many. We've had Trent, we've had Jones, but maybe few and far between. Now I know there's been changes with the, the training centre recently, so that's maybe proven to be working out because we're having a few recently that's it's done really well. Yeah, and there was times yesterday where or last night where they Milan did look to press him because Minamino is very good at holding the ball and, and he's quick feet and he he manoeuvres himself well, you know, when people come near him. Oxlade-Chamberlain, actually, you know what, they played into Oxlade-Chamberlain's hands by trying to get a little bit tight to him because he was able to spin and literally he was he was just targeting Kessie all night long and just going, listen, I'm just going at you. We said it last night. He was just literally going, look, take... Oxlade-Chamberlain last night was literally getting the ball, looking, going, where is Kessie? There he is. I'm running straight at him. And I'm going to go by him and I'm going to commit him. And then Tonali's in all sorts of trouble. And then the back four have Mane, Salah and Origi to worry about. But when they tried to press Morton, so cool. Took it, played it back to the centre-back, made moved left or right, went and got it back. And, and that's what I really like about him. I like your point about the number six, though. Because I think we only have one now in Fabinho, the way we play. We only that have proper one six, yeah, yeah. Because of, not only because of the way, not only because of how hard it is to play there, I, th- I think Henderson's days are six is over for me, right? Um, I don't see Thiago sitting there on his own. Um, so I think we only have one, and especially the way we look to play with those two ahead of them now where they're, they're a bit more expansive. Thiago looks to be the dictator of the game. Henderson looks to be a creator and, and have a lot more impact up the pitch. It's a good shout for him to turn around and go, you know what? Um, people are saying go on loan and stuff, but I... Like I said about Nico Williams and Milner last night and learning, um, me no harm for Tyler Martin to probably sit there and watch Fabinho for a, for a season and learn off him. Kev, where does he go from here? Because we don't want to, we don't want to start going. Look, he can, he could start against Villa at the weekend, or or he could start away at Tottenham or whatever, or Chelsea or whatever it might be. But what would you do with him? Would you, would you like, would a loan be an option for you? Would you? Would you think about no, keep him around the squad, and and if we can get him minutes, we can get him on the bench and get him minutes. That's good. Where do you go with him? I'd look at a loan if it was an option, maybe in the summer, not now, because mm-hmm. the squad, barring what everything that we said at the start, we've uh, we've twenty four men in the squad, so we're one short as is. So I wouldn't be letting him go. I like I I see his future as a six. I don't see him as anything other than that. Uh, Michael Carrick vibes. Yeah, I get that. The thing is, if he was Spanish, you'd be looking at him at 30 million quid because that's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of a Spanish six, someone that gets the ball and just tap it, give it back, tap it, give it back. And that's his game. You know, short passing, nip and tidy. He can nick in and get a ball. He's feisty enough and he's got the intelligence and he'll do well with the players that we have there. But I think you can't beat the rigours of a 46-game championship season into your legs. And that could stand in well long-term for us, especially if we're not seeing him as an out-and-out starting player. Yeah, does... does uh, probably Do you think it probably depends on, on what we do next summer with regards to the midfield? Yeah. You know, like you, you're going to see midfielders being linked. You're going to see midfielders being linked away. But if Liverpool... 
if you take Tyler Martin, Martin out of the count with regards to the amount of midfielders we have, yeah, and we say let one go and bring one in, you then loan them. Yeah, if we if I'd we if we let one go and don't bring one in, you go right. You probably he's probably kept. He probably will well. get enough. He will get yeah. game time. But yeah. I'd be looking to bring in a Dennis Sakaria um, from Much and Gladbach as a backup six and let him Tyler and Cassie are the ones being linked at the moment. Jude no, Bellingham is being linked as well. Well, I saw a link for Jude Bellingham. No, I don't know what, who's linking them. I just yeah. see stories about them. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's Look, linking them. Has a good. I, I, I keep saying it. Unless if you can get me a quote from the player, his agent, yeah. or the club he's at. Um, well, common sense would tell you that we would be linked with a Jude Bellingham if he was available on the market. That's just nailed down common sense because we need English players. He's got 10, 12, 14 years at top level, at top flight football, and you want to get him before you want to get him first. So that's that's not a stretch. Whether we do or not is another matter. But Dennis Zakaria for me is ideal as a backup six because one, he's a Swiss international. He's not going to be taken off to the African Cup nations or anything like that. He's coming from a good grounding at Munchen Gladbach. He's a good size. He's six foot three, and he's very good in the position. And he'd be available on a free in the summer. But I would like to see see what Reese Williams is doing with Cardiff and what um, you meant. What's his name? That Harvey Elliott did at Blackburn. I think you can't. That's a brilliant learning. That's a brilliant grounding with the right coach to go and play proper senior football and get 87, you know, 46 league games and probably seven or eight cup games into your legs and then come back and see where you are the following preseason. At 19 years of age with uh, Tyler Morton, there's absolutely no rush, but everything you see in him, you got to like what you see, yeah. you know, and more hopefully is coming on the back of it with the the baby reds getting into the knockout stages of the the youth the youth European League. So yeah. hopefully the next crop of uh, Trents and Tyler Mortons and Curtis Jones aren't f- as far away as what people like to think. You know, yeah. so like, like Chris, you know, you look at Tyler Morton and you look at Nico Williams there last night in particular. And you say to yourself, you know, we, we, we had a kind of longish discussion over Nico Williams last night on the show. But just sticking with Tyler Martin, you know, he could go on loan. He could go here, he could go there. He needs to bulk up, he needs to do this. Do we need to be careful? And what I mean by that is, do we need to be careful not to, A, talk too much about him, B, not put too much pressure on him, and C, start making presumptions over what he needs or doesn't need at this young age or are we do we just live in a world where we go listen Gav cop on he's 19 you're either good enough or you're not a 19 because so many players just are thrown away after you know 19 20 you're not good enough good luck so get the, get the bulking going get the loans going get the games going he has to prove himself now because if it comes to 2021 20, it's too late for him because you've seen it with so many players like it's it ends up like that yeah I, I think it's just a Enjoying for what he is, and then you know, see how he how he adapts. Um, everyone's too quick for these hot takes, and you know, he needs this, he needs that. I've spotted this, I've spotted that. That's what you can clop there for. Just enjoy him. Look, he's a young kid; he's done well. You know, my gut feeling is he probably will get a loan in the summer because I mean that's what we've done with Clarkson. You know, so it'd be interesting what he how he does after he's come back from Blackburn. I don't think he's playing as much as we would like, but I th- I think we just see what it is. You know. If if he carries on 
developing the way he is developing, then great. It's a an option that we don't need to buy. A bit like we never we, we don't really need to buy a first choice right back for ten years because we've got Trent. You know, that's what you hope he becomes. But as, as long as he becomes a decent, even becomes a decent squad option, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. So just enjoy for what he for what he is. I mean, overdue Bellingham chats. I think uh, pie in the sky stuff, and I think the way Liverpool operate. This is how we're going to build our squad is with clever young players or clever or looking for uh, contract situations, you know, like we do with Tiago, like we do with others, is you find guys who've got clothes in the contracts or got not much left in the contract. I don't see Liverpool spunking 100 million now on Jude Bellingham, not because I don't think he's good enough. I just don't think we're going to do that. So with Tyler Morton, look, from what I've seen, he looks really impressive, you know, really mature for a 19-year-old. I think this season the best thing we can do is just keep drip feeding him the odd game here and there, see how he does, take him out for three or four games, which is probably where they go and take him away for development to say, this is what you did right, this is what you did wrong, this is what you need to uh, click on, and then we'll just see what happens uh, in the summer. Because if we do buy, like who kept suggesting it uh, from Munching Gladbach, then he probably doesn't need a loan because his game times will be really limited, and I think that's what you need with development. Mm. But these days, most midfielders, you don't really see much of them kicking on properly to like, early 20s, 22, 23, 19s, nothing these days. If you're that good at, at 19, you know, you're a bit of a freak and you're a, one of those world-class players, but, you know, there aren't that many 19-year-olds knocking around who are playing for, like, one of the better, better teams in Europe. Yeah, but England have got about three of them who are. So that's the that's the crazy thing with England's... Yeah, that's a one-off, Alex, but that shows you how amazing that generation is. Yeah, Alex says, potential they've got. Alex says, if it's true, 90 million for an 18-year-old Bellingham, be an absolute banger of a signing natural handle success a few years under the master and you know what Tyler Martin's career our next step probably doesn't depend on or doesn't you know it probably doesn't depend on what what we're looking at in the summer you know his his future probably won't take a turn either into a Liverpool squad or away from a Liverpool squad for probably another two three years anyway you know the sort of way like like I, I don't see them turning around and going Right, we signed carrier on a free, right? And we decide, mm. right, we're, we're signing carrier on a free and we're going for Bellingham, right? Say for argument's sake, and we are going to just say we get an offer for Ox and we let him go, right? And Milner is out of contract. Well, that's what we're doing. Ox and Milner go out. Um, Zakaria and uh, Bellingham come in. Nothing is going to change Tyler Martin's career. Like no one's going to even mention him in the conversation. Not that he's not good enough, or he hasn't got the potential. He's just not. He he's currently in a team. He's he's getting in. He's getting minutes because he's he's kind of jumped. He's kind of jumped. You know, up the up the leaderboard a little bit. But regardless of what happens in the summer, I don't I don't see Tyler Martin being in any conversation simply because if if and I presume they have got a plan from that plan is probably they're looking. 18 months, two years down the line before they go, right, this is where we want it. This is where we want to put them and this is where we want them to be. So it's, go on. The only thing that might influence it when I say, we say the summer will influence it. If we don't sign a backup six, that maybe where Klopp goes, he is it. Mm. And that's when he becomes it. That, that's the only thing I'll decide. I, if we sign a backup six, then I do think a lot will do him good because he really will just get the old League Cup game because in theory, if we had, uh, Say we had the Zachariah guy, he'd have played last night instead of Morton. That's yeah. that's when that's when he'd have got his games, and that's when he'd be coming like a Chamberlain or a Cater. That's what that's what he'd be doing. So that's the only way it's going to influence him. If we don't sign one, then he is literally going to be looked at as one of the main 
back up. Yeah, and you, you wouldn't like you wouldn't put up half clap to turn around and go. No, no. Yeah, I'm putting him in. He's, yeah, he's done it. He's absolutely done it. So um, it, it's just interesting because everything is positive about him at the moment, and, and rightly mm. so. He's he hasn't not he, look. Say he hasn't put a foot wrong is probably wrong. He's probably misplaced some stuff here. Being someone's probably dribbled past him, he's missed a tackle, whatever it might be. Um, he's made a mistake on the ball. He's a young kid. He's going to, and we have to just deal with that. Um, he's got there's, a, there's some people out there that won't and go, "Oh, he was this and he was that," and kind of going ninety and relax. He, he needs to go through the. It, it sounds horrible. He needs to go through the Curtis Jones treatment, which is he got that last year where the lad had a couple of. Average performances. I think he made a mistake for the West Ham equal West Brom equalised last season, and he was lambasted for months. I mean, there are some people who still can't forgive him for that. Yeah, but, but there's a weird narrative but, towards Jones, Chris. It's a weird But if you look at Jones, it's how he's reacted to it. He's got his head down and come back, and people forgot about him because of the Harvey Elliott hype. And then when he came back on the side, I went, yeah. "Hey, Jones is good, isn't he? Jones is a really it's, good option." And that's what that's, be- that's what you need for a player. I think. Development for young players is never steady up or it's all up and down, mm-hmm. and it's how they yeah. deal with downs. That's how you know what a player is going to do is what do they do when it's all going to shit and you've got to still play. And Jones, to yeah. be fair to him, has adapted very well to when he's had a rough patch. Trent's done it with rough patches. Elliot has yet to have one, so that's the next challenge for Elliot. Is when you go for a rough patch, what do you do? Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, look, it's going to be interesting. I think like he deserved to have a conversation about him just because mm. of the way he's built on League Cup games going into a substitute appearance in the Premier League and then and then two starts and two ninety minutes in Champions League games, albeit ones that, you know, weren't going to make a difference to where we finished in that table. But still he's gone and he's played at Anfield in a, on a European night and he's gone away and played at the San Siro and hasn't one bit looked out of place. When you talk about Tenali and you talk about Kessie and you talk about whoever else was in around him and, and playing around him and trying to pressure him. He didn't look out of place. And it, what stood out for me was when he was getting the ball Usually you'd spot them a mile off, the young lad has the ball, you know, and you're a bit mm. nervous, will he be okay? I was just sitting back going, yeah, he's grand. You know, there's not a bother on him. I was more worried about Minamino floating around the middle of midfield and going, why is he there? But he'd he done great as well. He'd done all right as well. He'd done, they all done great because they're, they're all yeah. they're, they're all well drilled in going on that pitch and wherever he puts them, they're used to it. They're, they're, they and here's the other thing as well. In this, in the modern game, you don't have to be a six foot three, six foot four brick shithouse because referees will more often than not give you fouls if you're okay. deemed to be the lightweight kid who gets blown off a ball up now and again. Especially you know, in Europe. Yeah, especially in Europe. They will protect you a bit. Not so much in the Premier League, but no, in you've Europe. Got you've got to let it flow yeah. in the Premier League, haven't you? Yeah, wait. Well, that's another conversation. Look, I'm sure um, I'm sure it's progression over the next six months, 12 months to two years will be an interesting one. And like I said, if he gets game, Premier League game time, League Cup, FA Cup, all the better. And, and we'll, you know, I'm sure, as I said, the club know exactly. I'd say the club are well honed in on where they want to, what where yeah. they want him to be and, and when they want him to be there. Um, moving on. Um, two hundred and sixty people watching, seventy four likes. So there's somebody in that somebody in that chat earlier is just calling for likes. I leave them to it, let them go and sort it out. I think it's a reclaimer. He's head of likes now, and um, we've made him head of likes. Um, he's he hasn't signed a contract or anything, so it's, it's up in the air. Um, it's a bit like Mo Salah. Uh, Red Steve says, um, here's a here's a he he's he's all about um hot takes tonight. Red Steve, and um, for some reason, but look, if he's not having a go at me, I'm all for it. So it's a big change of shouts tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a hot take for you, mad lads. Mo 
Mo's contract is signed but not made public so Mbappe can't ask to match it boom um, that is a proper hot take um, Mo Salah's contract isn't signed um, anyone that tells you it is is lying um, it's not it's genuinely not signed there's no way it's signed because no they couldn't keep it quiet not only they that could, Liverpool wouldn't be able to hold that piss if the man Mo Salah no. was signed they'd have it everywhere but they keep dropping in you know they just wait until January Gav the last yeah, day yeah, January 21st of January yeah that's, <laughs> I don't that's, give a fuck that's the latest rumour they can do it at a minute to 12 on the, fourth, on the 24th of January Get it um, do, it, do it on Christmas Eve Merry Christmas, Reds. Listen, That'll be a perfect one. Listen, That'll be a perfect video to do. He's been asked questions, just quickly on this. He's been asked questions, Salah, and, you know, he said, like, um, oh, I heard Javi was interested in Barcelona. It's great to hear Javi talk so highly of me, but I want to be at Liverpool. I want to stay there. It's up to the management. And I think he's talking about both sides there, his management team. I think he is, yeah. Right? But yeah. then Klopp comes out and says, we all know what we want. It takes time. And hopefully we get there. So it's definitely still in talks. It hasn't been, um, it hasn't been agreed yet. But I fingers crossed because I don't know what I'll do if he doesn't sign a deal. I really don't. Well, I'll um, tell you what. I know what the club will do if it gets to uh, the end of the season and he hasn't signed a deal. Yeah, he'll be gone he'll be by off. the end of the season. He'll be gone by next season. Yeah, because we're not going to do a genie when Alden with a hundred million pound asset. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, Alex reckons all those people not liking are definitely massive Tories. Don't talk about the Tories. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson was pretending to be a policeman the other day. Um, he was having a rave in Downing Street last Christmas. Apparently he's investigated it. Um, it oh, mad stuff. Uh, don't go in. I can't go into that tonight. I really can't. Hey, we have the Healy race, so we can't say yeah, that. Yeah, but listen, the Irish government are much better, but the Tories are having some fucking crack at the moment. Like, talk so about digging holes. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. But let's move on. The Champions League, um, as I said, the group of death didn't turn out. Um, oh, Red Steve has another one. Sorry, before I move on, he's, he's decided to have a go at me now. Um, he says, Hot take Gav put his grey fleece in the wash with his lucky red pants. No, no, I didn't because this top you think it's the same top, it's not. Um, it is. no, me, me grey, me grey one is lovely. It's a golf top, it's warm, it's fleeced, it's it's amazing. When you're, when you're, when you're not feeling great, I always stick that on and it's grand, but no, this is a different one. This is, um, I think it's Jack and Jones or something. Um, but the other one is a, is a golf top. So thanks for that, Red Steve. You're pricky. Um, so, the like Champions it. League. I like him too, but that's just how we refer <laughs> to him. The Champions League, last 16, draw on Monday. Um, Chelsea made a mess of topping their group, which could come 21. back to haunt them. Unless they're, 21, yeah, unless they're trying to get Lille in the next round or something like that. Um, some some goal by Zane though. What's I didn't see any. I seen that. I seen some Chelsea goal. were up. Then they were. T- I think it was three to up with six, five, six minutes to go. And um, in- including Nin- the ninety-first minute. Uh, I think it's a ninety-third minute. Yeah, volley. I, fl- I flicked. I don't think it was too soon. I went. He went. It's three-two Chelsea. Went. Ah, fuck that off then. So I stopped watching yeah. it. Yeah. Three all. <laughs> and I found out. I found out. They nearly lost the game. Neil, I think Kepa makes a save in the very last minute as well. So. Yeah, so that's a rarity. It's um. It's the last 16. The draw, the draw is on Monday. Liverpool have topped their group. Um, just to give people an idea of how things are going, um, we have this for you. So, group winners, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Man City, Ajax, Real Madrid, Man United, Juventus, Lille. Um, runners up in the groups, Atletico Madrid, PSG, Sporting Lisbon, Inter Milan, Benfica, Villarreal or Atalanta. That game is to be rearranged after heavy snow in Bergamo tonight and the game could not go ahead. Despite it being moved from 8 to 20 past 8, they just couldn't get it going. Um, Orby, Salzburg and Chelsea are your runners up in the group. Now I'm going to leave that up on screen for a little bit so people can digest it. But Kev, I'll come to you first. 
Um, mm. y- you know, you're kind of looking, the Lille group was a poor group, you know, who, who, you didn't know who was going to come out of that. Chelsea have messed up for me in not topping their group. But when you look at who's on that runners up side of the draw, we can't play it. We cannot play Atletico Madrid and we cannot yeah. play Chelsea. Um, PSG is the big standout one there. Um, it is, yeah. I presume that's the one you don't want. And yeah. out of the rest, who would you not, you're okay with, but one you'd love, you'd absolutely love and go, yeah, give me them. Be honest, I couldn't care less. Um, even well, if we drop, well done. no, but <laughs> genuinely, it's by the time that part of the Champions League comes around, we're going to be knee deep in the title run. So, hopefully, we're knee deep in the title race. Our form is going to be right up there because it'll have to be yeah. to be, be able to keep pace with everyone else. And even PSG, I, I wouldn't be too bothered if we got PSG because we played them at home last. And if worse comes to the worst, if we do get drawn against them, I'd, I'd fancy us all day long because of the we're a better side than we we were when we knocked them out last time. They're not. They're not a better side. And I don't care what anyone says. That front three and a half that they have, they're a liability because three of them will not run back. But that's not a surprise, Kev, though. Like, PSG no, have had that problem for years. You know, it's like... We've said that before, but the difference was before they had a midfield who would work and who No, I'm, I'm agreeing, Kev. I think systems win games, not individuals. Yeah, like, well, for a long time, that's been... The past five years, that's been the way of it, you know. PSG, so, over 100 million minutes, will have moments in a game, yeah? But they're not... Over two legs, I fully expect to beat them. Sporting Lisbon are decent. They have a couple of decent players, but you'd handle them easy enough. Same with Milan. Benfica aren't in bad form. You'd expect to beat them handy enough as well. Villarreal would be interesting because they're defensively sound sound in Europe. They, They tend to be one of those sides that you beat them, but you'll only beat them by the odd goal here and there. And it'll be enough. Salzburg could be interesting because we know how they like to play. And they'd they'd come at you and give you a game. They could give you a fright. But over the two legs, you'd handle them as well. So outside of PSG, the rest are handy. They genuinely are. I mean, overall, there's one, two, three really good sides, us included. Ajax are good. Madrid are decent. The rest are cack. Okay. Um, Kev's uh, decided to make it a four-team Champions League from here on. It is. As long as Liverpool, Bayern, Man City and Ajax avoid each other, there's your semi-finals. Okay. Um, I'd have accepted the semi-finals. Chris, no. when, when you look at this, um, we can't play Atletico, we can't play PSG. So the teams we can't play, Sporting Lisbon, Inter Milan, Benfica, Villarreal or Atalanta, RRB Salzburg. Um, are you with Kev? You know, PSG is the one you kind of want to avoid, but you're okay with it. And the rest, you'll just, yeah, I'll take my chances there, no problem. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if we do get PSG, we'll probably have Gino and Alden back anyway to, to show them what they miss. So we've got nothing to worry about there. But I think in the ideal, we'd want the two Port- one of the two Portuguese sides. I think Benfica or Lisbon, I think, I think their style of play suits us better because they'll come at us and... I think it'll just suit us to a T. Um, 
I agree with Salzburg. I think we beat. I do think we beat them, but it just beats how you couldn't be arsed with because they'd run the bollocks off you. And if you're in a tight race, you probably don't really want that. So, you know. But like I said, avoid PSG. I don't. I don't really fear any of them to be honest. Uh, PSG just makes it a bit more tricky. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because like it, Conroy, for me that that kind of that kind of list there looks fairly appealing to me. You know, when I look at it and I think to myself, you know, there's no big the PSG okay, but other than that, there's no big hitters that have kind of slipped up in their group, and we can play. Atletico are in our group. And we've done them. Chelsea have slipped up. We can't play them. The rest, you, you know, if you if you switched a couple of them over and went Bayern Munich and Juventus both slipped up in their group and they're in that side of the draw instead of say Chelsea and um, you know whoever comes second in the, in, in that group, um, Benfica. Benfica. Um, mm. You'd kind of go, oh fuck me, does does we can play six of these and and three of them are fucking really really good, but. Conroy, for you, are you looking at that going? That's quite appetizing. It's quite appetizing. Yeah, yeah. It is. T- to be to be honest, Gavley, I, I think the, the, uh, Kevin Chris kind of summed up. What I would say is, um, in the past, we finished second, or we've ended up having a harder draw. I think Bayern Munich as well wasn't that was the last sixteen. Oh. And you just you just have to kind of play with the hard you, you hand your dealt in, in these games. And you could, as you said, I probably the Portugal the Portuguese teams is a good shout. However, for some reason in my mind, Benfica always gives me. Not great, maybe. Yeah, no, I'm the same. always giving a hard game. What was your man at the, Car- what was your man at the back? Cardozo, the Cardozo used to score. No, there was a fella up, the f- yeah. up front. Oh, not up front, at the back. Bald fella. Yeah, tall, bald fella. Oh, um, um, oh, I, I want to say something is. like Leo or something like that was his name. Is it, yeah, is we, it, was it Luis? Louis Sau? Louis Sau? No, no, no. Luis, yeah, Luis Sau was the centre-back for them. Because yeah. we, we played in Portuguese. We played them in the Oak League, didn't we? And We did knock them out, but they were... Hard. Yeah, I think we played them in the Champions League as well in the group. Was it not played yeah, them in did. the Champions League once? Yeah, we yeah, did play them in the Champions League. Well. Yeah, I think Lisbon have, or Sporting have some better players. Um, have we ever played Sporting in the Champions League? Though I quite like the idea of playing a club we haven't, we haven't played before, just for a bit of difference. That's why know. I was gutted. That's why I was gutted. That's why I was gutted because um, of COVID. We didn't get to go to the ground to watch Ajax because we haven't played Ajax since the seventies. So yeah. Yeah. you end up playing the same side, side. So and sometimes it's. I, I kind of quite like playing as I would not play before. Um, so sports would be a nice one. Yeah, there it is. Um, it was Lewis Sell. I knew it was it was something like that. Put um, that in the quiz and give me one point straight away, guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no quizzes, no quizzes no till quizzes. March. No quizzes till March. Um, I'm going to bring that up and using it straight away. One mark, one no corner. Uh, like, Lewis Sell. Uh, I've got a great quiz on a squad, boxing squad, if you want that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Chris has a quiz, but all the answers don't match the questions. Um, well, you, can't, you know, you can't have everything, can you? Well, well, we didn't ask for everything, we just asked for a lot of questions that matched answers that were meant to be there and it didn't work out. Um, but Conroy, PSG, you don't want just for obvious reasons for a clear up hat. And are you happy enough with the rest of them? Because I kind of am. Yeah, see, for some reason, I'll be honest, I, I'm not going to lie, see Salzburg, I've not, I know they've done well, but I've not watched lots of them. See something like that, they, they I think, can be sometimes a bit worrying. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Because like, I remember it was Salzburg we played, wasn't it, when Haaland was there. I remember they just they gave us a great game at Anfield and stuff like that. And to be perfectly honest, if Atlanta get through, I know people think, oh, we smashed them up um, at their ground uh, and we had a poor team last year. But, but teams like that... I, 
Atlanta might suit us if they get through because they like a stander Gasparini. They'll they'll try to play out and and there will be space. However, I, I kind of just su- summary of what the other guys said. I agree with that. Probably the Portuguese teams would be best. Um, however, we'll take what we get. We've, we'll have more than enough, I think, to get through. Even if it's PSG, the only thing with PSG is when you've got those players. There's always moments, but I think especially Kev made a great point when you've got the Anfield leg in the second as the second leg then I think fans back at Anfield, that, that's like a, that's an extra advantage you've got yeah. straight away. So I don't see any issues. Norway goals is gone, right? And I was going to say, it'd be interesting that yeah, affects the games. Away thing is gone. Yeah, the away goals thing is gone, but um, somebody said earlier, and I apologise, um, it's gone off my screen, I can't seem to find it, but it said they hope that the COVID doesn't come back and take hold and prevent yeah. um, prevent fans from being in the ground because it is it is huge for Liverpool. Like yeah, as good yeah. as the side, that's we what have. I was meaning. Uh, the, the set, uh, being at Anfield, not for the way goes, just generally being there is just an advantage in itself. Mm. And and you like you want every advantage you can get. And like I know people go on about it, and people think you're you're making stuff up when you say this, but like literally, Anfield is just there's nowhere like it for me um, in a, on a European night because they just have so much influence on on how a game goes and how how. The, the reaction of their own side and the opposition to what goes on Anfield is just colossal, absolutely colossal. And um, I think it's a great point with regards to with regards to COVID because we're we're seeing tighter restrictions in the UK now. Um, we're seeing this Omicron version in the in Africa, which which will spread. There's just simply no doubt about it. So we we don't know what way it's going to go, but you kind of get that horrible feeling that we're approaching Christmas and come January we're going to be looking at. Similar to what we were at last year, um. So, touch wood, guys. Eh? Touch ho- wood. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not, because people have had enough, um, and have d- dealt with enough to be perfectly honest with you. But just looking beyond the last sixteen lads, and and Conor, I'll stay with you, and we go uh, backwards around the table. You obviously fancy Liverpool to do really well in this competition. If you were to pick two other sides. Aside from Liverpool, that you think are possible winners of this competition, who would they be? Obviously, depending on draws and stuff like that. But having said that, if you think they're going to win it, they're going to have to play some good sides anyway. So pick me two more other than Liverpool. I'll pick you one that's probably a favourite. I'm going to pick a wild card, which um, I'd say um, you probably Bayern have always got a, a chance. I think just with the the squad they've got um, in the form of Lewandowski, I think. Even tonight, I mean, that was relatively easy. I know they've not got as much depth as English sides, but I think they've still got the first 11. It was a very good match, very good game. So I think Bayern obviously got a chance. Um, I would say, I, I would agree with that as well. I would say, say but what I kind of do, my wild card, not wild card, but because they've had a great group stage. Like you talk about Liverpool, Ajax won 676 as well. And obviously they've had experience in Champions League as well recently, doing quite well. If they, that's one I would say if they get a decent route I think they can do very well but for me I think Ajax could be quite a surprise package maybe not necessarily win it but I could see them maybe getting to the semis again but but you never know two-legged football is very different to group stages games you know it really is um, the game can be over in a 20 minute spell so I, I think Ajax will be one to watch Okay G10 says Bayern and City um, a lot of Bayern and City coming in um, Laszlo Panaflex great name um, says Bayern and Real Madrid he fancies um, Avo says Omnicron B is an anagram of no crimbo <laughs> okay good stuff uh, Red Steve says Christmas will be cancelled I just got to make it till next Thursday as I've got Newcastle tickets enjoy Steve um, enjoy it next Thursday Chris 
two outside of Liverpool, please. Uh, Bayern and Ajax. Ajax give me Liverpool 17-18 vibes. Okay. That's the feeling I get around them. Uh, and I also think United might go further in Champions League than City do. Well. Just got, I've just got a feeling the way that manager set them up, they'll just go gun-ho, which to be fair, sometimes works in Europe. Mm-hmm. And City just seems to have this mental block in Europe. I can't work out why, but they just seem to still, have this Still did get to a semi-final and a final, Chris. Do you know what I mean? There is, there is consistency there. Yeah, there is improvement. There's consistency of cocking it up when they shouldn't do. Yeah. progress. Yeah, I think it's going to be a harder right. route, though. I think it's going to be a harder it's, route this season because because the vast majority of sides that were expected to win that group won it. You're, okay, the last 16, you're probably looking at one big team is going to get Chelsea and one big team, unless Lille get them, because um, Lille are the standout yeah. in that winner's section. I, I bet you're five really do, Gav. Yeah, that's I, just, that's Gennaro, I, nearly, I, nearly, I nearly just give you the fiver now and just call it quits. You might as well, honestly. Um, I don't even watch a draw, there's no point. <laughs> just, just make a cup of tea, honestly. Yeah, just PayPal, yeah, a but, but like Lille, Lille on that side of, the, of that side of the draw, you know, Chelsea are probably hoping for them. PSG would be hoping for them. But if Lille pull a, you know, a Spartan Lisbon, right? Or, we're probably in Spartan Lisbon's group, buddy. Um, but if, you know, like, if like Lille a Benfica pull, or something like that. Hmm? Like a Benfica or something like that. Yeah, if they pull, if they pull someone like that, you're looking at Chelsea and you're looking at PSG and they could end up going up against a Liverpool, a Bayern Munich, a Real Madrid, a Manchester United, um, and a Man City. You don't know. And it's, it's one of those where I think it makes for a harder route because if everything goes, if Chelsea get Lille, right, and PSG, say, pull Ajax, right, and the rest of them on that winner side go and get the rest of the lads, you would half expect that the two that have messed up in their group would would be one of the winners from the other side and you've actually ended up with who should have been the eight winners, if you get me, um, the eight group winners in the final eight. And then it gets really hard because then, because you know the way there's usually one team like that get in the last 16, you go, oh, I'd love to get them. And you don't get them. And then they go and beat whoever they're drawn against. The next thing they're in a quarter final, they're going, yeah. Porto, Porto, Juventus. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's weird yeah. also. It's, um, it, it's a strange, I, I, I think it's going to be a harder route than people think for all clubs, simply because there's a mm-hmm. lot of strength on one side of the draw. But then again, one one dodgy, one one surprise result and it all throws up in the air again. Kev, who are your two? I'd like to say Ajax and Bayern, but I can't get away from Bayern and Man City. Um, I look. I mean, can you imagine being a West Ham fan watching Ajax at the minute and wondering how the hell Sebastian Haller has turned into like prime Mark Van Basten? Ten goals the, in six games, wasn't it? Yeah, the guy is, and is, he's doing it in the league as well. He is absolutely flying. Whatever happened to him on the flight over to Amsterdam? I'll tell you what. He's he's looking like the forty odd million pound player that West Ham bought. He turns up at West Ham when they're in turmoil. In fairness. Yeah, you know, I know. On and off the pitch, and it wasn't going well at that stadium. And but now, like you see him, and he's scoring goals. Yeah, yeah absolutely scoring goals, unbelievable. Um, the problem Bayern are going to have is their usual problem: is by the time it gets to March, their season, their could, domestic season, could, could be, be over. over. That's mm-hmm. their biggest. That's their biggest problem: is having competitive football in March and April when you really need it. And their their mm-hmm. biggest weakness is their defense. Real Madrid would be interesting. Because mm. whatever's going on there at the minute, Vinicius is ter- is finally clicked. Benzema's having a really good season. And at the back, they've improved. So bringing David Alaba in seems to have helped. Um, they look like a more fluid side. 
So, I mean, I think you're right, Gavin, what you were saying about the last 16. Get through the last 16 and decide who wins should win. We could be in for a really good watch oh, it for, could be, for the Champions League this season. It could be really interesting. Yeah, If Lille, if Lille were to draw Chelsea and Ajax were to draw Paris Saint-Germain and both Chelsea and Paris... Chelsea, Paris Saint-Germain win, and the rest of the six other group winners win. You're looking at a serious fucking sight in the yeah. in the. I wouldn't underestimate Lille though. With Jonathan David up front, uh, Renata Sanchez in midfield. Man City will go close. I think they'll go close, but yeah. my hope for Man City is that that manager just thinks way too much about it and puts the so party costly. up front. I don't think know? they'll invite him to the stadium this time. They'll just say, just, you, you, you yeah, say, like, we'll, we'll just put the same team out and, and win. They will go close because he's, he's spoofing out of them already. Like he, he's telling you last week he has serious issues with injuries and COVID and, and this and the other and he literally just rested a few players for a Villa game and then came back at the weekend away at Watford and he hadn't got a single player missing. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what's conferences now. He's getting a lot more edgy again. Yeah, he and will you can get tell edgy. When he's getting mugged up. He's, yeah, he he's will get edgy. edgy. He's the reason, there. But the reason he's getting it, the reason he's getting edgy is because um it's because Liverpool are on him. And he doesn't like Liverpool anywhere near him. And, uh, the players don't. You can for, tell with their players. They don't like it either. No, they start to talk again. Yeah, and, and I'll take I'll take City in a quarter final any day of the week. No problem. I'll, I'll take anyone at any stage of this competition because Liverpool just like playing anyone at any stage of this competition yeah, it's easy to overthink it Gav like the route and stuff sometimes it's better just to like we'll judge it when it gets announced I'd, I'd quite like to see City play at Atletico yeah. I'd like to see Atletico or a world really card there as well I forgot really shit actually, yeah. get, really shit yeah, but I just think they're so poor this year though like, I, I really think they were they got, they got through by the skin of their I teeth have a fe- I have a feeling United draw Atletico yeah I just think Valencia United beat Atletico yeah, I think Atletico are a bit like what Germany used to be in the World Cup is you think the shit's quite a lot of time, but they still end up in a quarter or a semi and you don't, you know, it's like, I yeah. don't know why they're See, because I've always liked them. I just think this year they're poor even at that. Like, I just think even the beats uh, Milan at San Siro for a 97th minute penalty by Suarez, which is a terrible penalty. Lucky there. Last night, they're down to 10 men. Porto fall for the tricks to get a man sent off instead of taking advantage. I just think well, Atletico. I think something like that. In the past, they've been. I just I think, think they're lucky this year, mate. I think they'll get knocked out next round. I think in the past they've yeah, been amazing at that. But but I just think they're just poor this year. I think a team. I think a team like that rattles City sometimes. That sort of thing they don't like. Yeah, we'll have, we'll, like. have, we'll have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> well, what a name this is! But I'm reading it now because uh, I like it. Uh, Dragon Ball fans can't read. I don't know what that fucking means, but I like it. Uh, I'm taking anyone. Don't care now. I am. Um, yeah, but I'm, if we'd said that, we wouldn't have had anything to talk about for the past twenty minutes. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, but that. it's just it's all it's all the different permutations around who gets yeah. in the draw. Because if it falls the right way, you're looking going. There's a possibility of you know even if, even if you said to me, Atletico draw United, Chelsea get Lille, PSG get Ajax, and those three on that side of the team win and you're a five win then you're looking at it's just mad it Chelsea could, mad could get Bayern Gav though Chelsea yeah, could get no, Bayern yeah. Munich yeah, the champion, one of the best teams in the world against the champions it. of Europe wow that's, yeah. that's someone's going to be knocked out that early, would be a so. cracker actually that'd be a hell of a yeah. tie wouldn't yeah. it well it's, yeah, look, it's, looking good. it's looking good for a, a really good draw on Monday the draw probably starts at 11 o'clock in the morning and at about half four they'll, they'll draw the balls because yeah. um, that's how they work they heat up the City <laughs> one <laughs> they heat up the City one and they draw them out and then they heat up the Lille one and uh, yeah. they draw 
God, Emma, City. what are the heat of somebody? Um, no, it's Chelsea Leo, mate. Chelsea Leo yeah. is definitely City had little Shrewsbury Tower, but no one knows how. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. But look, it's, it's one <laughs> of those. Just quickly before yeah. we finish, lads, um, Stephen Gerrard returns to Anfield at the weekend. Um, he brings his Aston Villa side to Anfield in the Premier League, three o'clock on Saturday. He's had a good start with his Villa career. Um, a win at home to Brighton, a win away to Palace. Unlucky to lose against Man City at Villa Park, but he did. Um, he beat Leicester two one um, at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. Conte scored twice. Yeah, <coughs> yeah Conte gets two. Um, I think it's a strange one, um, and I think it's more strange because we're in great form. If we were in a bit of patchy form, you kind of go, oh, this could be romantic, but we're on we're on a roll here where we just want to run over everybody. Kev, yeah. What will it be weird for you on Saturday? I, it won't be weird for me. I'm just looking going, I just want to beat him. Um I couldn't care less. I yeah. stopped watching I stopped watching Gerard when he went to Rangers. So yeah. that kind of ended it in a lot that gave me distance, if you know what I mean. I just yeah. couldn't bring myself bring myself around to watch to want to watch Rangers, let alone see them be successful at anything. And then when he goes to Villa, it's like fine, go, go and do your managerial career. Hope you do well. Uh, I'm not one of these people who are looking out for Villa's score lines or anything like that. Couldn't I? Not a Villa fan. I don't care what they do. Do you think? What's that conversation? Is do you think, um, Kev? Do you think that um, Liverpool players' management at all will be affected by Steven Gerrard turning up? I hope they're more up for it. And they want to. Sh- they want to show something that look. We've kicked on since you've left. You know, you saw us eighteen months ago when you were, you know, watching training sessions and what have you. Because he knows how we train. He knows how we set up. He's he will know what the basics are around our set piece techniques and stuff like that. So he will drill Villa to maybe be, do something different on the high line that we do at the back. Maybe do different set piece routines. But I hope the Villa turn up and try and play. Try and play their game and then we'll be in for a cracker and I can see us scoring three or four. If they set up like Watford and be defensive and he tries to put, you know, eight men behind the ball and play us on the break, it'll be harder. But we beat them that way too. They're just not as good as us. Mm. And I can say that about anyone in the league at the minute. You know, it's... I fully expect us to win every game that we're going into, and on our current form, I cannot see a case, put a case forward for how Villa beat us, mm. because as good as they've been under Gerrard, it's still the same group of players that got Dean Smith the sack. So, when you punch them hard in the nose, we'll see what they're made of. Yeah, I've watched you them, and um, not I just happened to watch them. Um, yeah, they, were yeah. on the, they were on the Saturday um, against the, at Brighton and. They shouldn't win the game. <laughs> I've been honest with you. Brighton, Brighton dominated for large parts and just hadn't got a finish in them. I didn't see them at Palace. Um, they were a bit unlucky at home to City, but City dominated them for the first 45 and it could have been out of sight. But they get back into it. I think City kind of let step off the pedal a bit and, and in fairness, Villa have a good go. The game against Leicester, I thought both teams were quite poor. You know... Um, Local derby as well, that. Yeah, well, Villa, Villa had a yeah. good force 15, and then I thought Leicester took control for the majority of the first half then. Yeah. Got a goal ahead. Villa got a goal back very quickly afterwards and should probably go in ahead. That Schmeichel thing with his hand on the ball should always be a goal for me. And the second half, to get that goal. But 
when I look at them, you can see they're a team in transition. And what I mean by that is he has them playing well enough when they get into good positions, but yeah. they're still quite liable at the back to be quite open. For me, um, it's when it's just, it's probably the hardest thing in some ways is to coach a side how you want them to play without the ball. And you, I saw it tonight with Man United and their new system and how they want to play. And what God is the new them. system? It's a four triple two, but it's narrow. It's it give it gives you the ball wide and you can play the ball wide, but they're going to have two two strikers, two two tens, and two holding midfielders in a narrow in a narrow block in the middle of the park, and your fullbacks offer you whiff. So the idea is you win, you lose the ball high up, you win it back high up, you press with four or five or six, but once you beat that press, you're in two on two on their centre backs. And so good sides. I mean, I saw it tonight with uh, young boys that they failed and they were often 3v3, 4v4 at United centre-backs, mm. United's back line, and they just couldn't get the final pass right. The better sides will rip that United side to shed, and I don't give a shit who's playing for it. Mm. But that's with Ragnarok, Ragnarok, whatever you want to fucking call him, Ragnar. it's, it's, it's how they set up in a defensive shape is going to be the longest hardest thing to, to change. It's the same with Gerard at Villa. Is he going to want to be a bit more like Rafa or Julia and be pragmatic in, at the back? Get a point if you can. Great if you win, but by whatever hells, you know, by whatever cost, don't lose. Mm. If that's his game plan, and then he's got some quick players up front, Leon Bailey, Watkins, to try and hurt teams on the counter. But if his philosophy is at the start, build a side that doesn't lose and go from there. That would be how we should do it, really. But that takes time to bed in. It does, and, and I think they have been more impressive on the ball than off it. And, and the thing is, like even on the ball, they don't look to dominate a ball. They, they, look, to, they look to get centre-halves getting the ball to McGinn, who can turn and then look to hit diagonals and stuff like that to get at teams. And, you know, I, I, I'm not even wary of it. I'm just, I kind of want it out of the way. I kind of want them to turn up at Anfield, get beaten, and it's, then we're done and dusted. But it's kind yeah. of dragging on too long in my mind. Chris, um, you know, is it just a case of it's Aston Villa at home? All right, the manager is, you know, one of the greatest players to ever play for Liverpool. But Liverpool have to show up as a team, as a squad, as a management group, as as a fan base and go, yeah, fair play, give him a reception when he gets there and then just be Aston Villa and we all go home. Yeah, pretty much that's it. Uh, just, it's Aston Villa. Um, I've... I've careful I say this because people get really offended when I say this I really don't care about Steven Gerrard as manager I've got no care for it I'm like if he's going to become a Liverpool manager which everyone thinks he will be then we'll be talking about that in 2024 when we see what he's done at the moment and I've, people don't like to hear this but it's true take away his name if we were talking about a lad who had won a title in, with Rangers and was managing mid-table Villa would we all be going that's the next Liverpool manager no you wouldn't you know, so look, I hope he does well. You know, because he's an ex, he's an excellent player. So you always want ex, ex players to do well, especially ones who've been great for the club. You know, he's brilliant. He's probably the best player I've seen play for Liverpool. Um, I think the only player who's getting close to to Ravlin now is, is um, Mo Salah, because Mo Salah's just a freaking age the way he's playing. But he's a manager now. It's, this is not Steven Gerrard the player. This is Steven Gerrard the manager, and he's a new manager. So it'd be interesting what he does. I think he'll go very Rafa esque because. What I've read about him, what I've 
bits I saw of Rangers. <laughs> That's how he likes to play. He likes to be very compact. He likes to be very Rafa 2005. He just has a bit more flair flair when they go, when they go on the counter attack. But that's how it will be. So it's going to be like what Liverpool have played many many times before: is low block, but a pacey attack. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool's got to be sensible and be patient. Yeah, and we've seen they can get it done. Yeah, and I think like Liverpool have a bit of a score to settle with Villa. I know that seven mm. two, and you know not even that. I think last season. We we get a lot. Do we get a last minute winner again? Yeah, Trent 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 scores. Yeah, yeah. we don't get a Champions League if he doesn't score. Yeah, they've been um, they've they've been a tough nut to crack for Liverpool at times. And good players. So yeah, and somebody said they play the game, not the occasion. I think that's correct. Mm. I think I think Gerrard shouldn't be denied a a reception when he comes out at Anfield. That's absolutely fine. But like we've rested players this week, big players, you know, um, this week ready to go now and. And Liverpool should be looking and saying, right, we're flying in the league. We're Champions League is out of, out of here now for whatever. And we've 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 a Christmas to sort out here. So for me, it's just a case of go in, play the game and just do what we're doing. And if you do what we're doing, you have more than enough to, to beat Aston Villa. You just need to be careful of them because they have got that big switch from um, McGinn um, and a couple of, a couple of good players that can, can hurt you. But... At the same time, we have a lot of players that can really, really hurt them when you look at who they have playing for them. Conroy, um, are, are you on the same page? Give them a, give them an ovation and then get down to business. Well, like first things first, like Gerard's my absolute hero. Like I, I, I love the person. I don't care his player man. He's just like for me, he is Mister Liverpool. So I think when he comes in, it's going to be emotional. Like when he's at the side and stuff, and he get ovation, uh, they stand ovation. But for me, I don't, I don't think it's as difficult a one when the game starts. I've been saying this. It's different if he's playing against you, but I think the build up that's great. But when the whistle goes, it's just a game of football, like hundreds and thousands and millions of other games. So I'm not really worried when the game kicks off, to be perfectly honest. Um, it'd be great to get my applause better than the way, the way it ended last time after getting a, a pumped 3-1 and then 6-1 by Stoke. So I think anything's better than that. So it'll be nice to, to come back and you can get a, a proper reception, which you'd be looking forward to. However, I would add the tactics thing. It's uh, the, big, the best thing about not just Gerard, Gerard and his coaching team is the adaptability. So, like you talk about in the league, and it all, a lot it comes through like the coaching staff, Michael Beale, especially who's from the Liverpool Academy. It is a similar style of play. So, you play a 4 3 3, and you've got your full backs high, and it's all about everyone knows their positions. But they'd adapt that, and for Saturday, they're not going to play like that. They're going to play similar, play, I'd imagine, uh, to the Europa League run that Rangers have had, I think, for 3 2 2. Two seasons when they've done it, they played big teams. And what they'll do is they'll be compact at times, but as you say, they're much better at hurting opponents um, at different stages in the game and game management. So that'll be interesting to see how it approaches that because it's really easy to say that with a team when you've been coaching for a year, but when you've only had played four games, it's it's, it's hard to implement like uh, where everyone's meant to be. But it's going to be... It's, I will be watching Jared as a manager because I find it fascinating how he's going to approach it and I'll be keeping an eye on Aston Villa and I hope he does do well. But um, I think on Saturday, honestly, like I love him, but when the whistle goes, it's just a game of football like many others. Like you know, I just think it's, it'll be straightforward when the game goes. I think they've got players who can hurt us. Like John McGinn's been in great form, especially for Scotland and he scored recently for Villa. Um, so he's, he's got great holding the ball. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you right now, though. I'll tell, I'll tell you right, I'll tell you right now. If Ramsey Nesbitt played for Villa, fucking... Yeah. No, I'm telling you right now. If he John McGinn gets the ball, if John McGinn gets the ball, right, anyone on midfield try to run it and get through the back of him, waste of time. Don't even try it because he'll just turn you like a sixpence. That's what he yeah. does. So you don't don't try and press him like that. That's not the way to play him again oh, because he'll just get his backside in and turn him. He does it. He's done it to a lot of players. No, so. the thing the, you're right. The thing about McGinn is, if you do actually press, he's he's, he's very press he's resistant. Done. Um, in a certain he's way, and and the reason he is is because, like you said, he just has a big arse. Um, oh, he's, he's very good. He at gets it. He, he's very hard to get off it. The way to actually press John McGinn is to let him take a touch and nearly decide what way he's going to go, and then you go after him. Um, but he's a very good player. But like when I look at who we have and who, what we can do with the whole game, like even in, even with McGinn in midfield. And you have um, McCamba in there, and um, hey, Buendia, Buendia plays, Buendia well plays there, but you have um, Douglas Louise plays Douglas there. Louise, yes. and, and I kind of look and I say to myself, like, if we got a, hand, a handle on them, um, they're in trouble because if Salah is up against actually Young, our, our target, like, there's trouble all over that. I think target, target may be a yeah, cash is, well, is good. Sure. Cash, Cash is good, is good. But, but Manny has he's not. He's not important. actually on good form this season, Matty Cash. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't know what it is. He was taken off for Poland in their international break, and it was a halftime or something stupid. It was. Yeah. He's he's not having the same season last year. The interesting thing for me though would be if Villa score and Jared celebrates. Yeah, we'll see all what these fanboys online thinking about Steven Jared then after that. He will. I'm not <laughs> because... he, he, he will. <laughs> but you could, but you could, but you could say though, Kev, that like it's it's a, it's a game, so he wants his team course, to win. Yeah. So, so but, but I, I don't think it will be anything over the top either way. No, to be eulogising over the guy. I mean, look, yeah, he was a fantastic. Yeah, player. but listen, Daglish came back. Daglish came back to Anfield and celebrated with his team's Of course he did. You know, because they're professionals and he wants to win. It's also a different game because you've got the social media aspect to it and you know the kind of hysteria that this game especially, wait until the Champions League stuff is over and you wake up tomorrow and you'll see nothing but Klopp v Gerrard for the next three or four days building, or for the next few days building this game up to fever pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing that our players are very good at is tuning that stuff out. We've got this season especially, We've got very good at focusing on what's in the task at hand. Whereas before we might have got dragged into the hype and you'd have players making silly comments. You're not seeing a jot of it this year. It's just yeah. not happening. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting to see how Villa players handle that. Veranda Cheese <laughs> says, um, Stop trying to make us hate Gerard. You can love him all you like once. You can love him all you like at the end of the game. <laughs> anyway, look. Um, it's it's an interesting one, and I'm sure we we'll do more. You'll probably do more on Friday night yeah, as well, we'll with regards to that, um, and the game and all the other games in the in the, in the Premier League. Um, really enjoyed tonight. Um, talking about toil. I'm on. Oh, I was going to mention the stuff with Spurs quickly. Oh yeah, you're breaking go. news. Fucking go on then. <laughs> it's not breaking news anymore. Anyone who's been on social media will have seen it. But Spurs are littered with COVID. The the something like eight players, five staff down with it at the moment, and they're expecting more. Now, the game tomorrow night in the Europa League or the conference, the Vauxhall Conference has been ca- called off and they're lobbying the Premier League and it looks like the Premier League are going to bend and their game at the weekend could be called off. But as I understand it, the way the rules are in England is you've got to, te- you've got to quarantine for 10 days. And it's not just the 10 days. That means you're in isolation for 10 days. That means there's no training. So even in 10 days' time, when they come back, they won't be. They won't have had any training whatsoever. 
It's the day before, day before our game. Before, yeah. So whether our game against them could get called off, and we don't know. But the other side of it is that's assuming that no other players or staff turns positive in the next few days. And then you've got Leicester in the same boat. You've got Arsenal fans kicking off left, right and centre because when they had COVID problems at the start of the season, they had to play that's their games. Uh, remember the Brentford well, the, game well, the rule is apparently, I thought the rule was if you had I thought it was 14 players including the goalkeeper that was um, that tested negative you had to play the game this is what I thought as well now at the end of the day they've got a 25 man squad what's going on there we don't know because Emma, Emma Cavanagh says games only called off if they have less than 13 players fit to play well this is what we're going to have to see because the Europa Conference have cancelled their game against Wren tomorrow night, which is a blessing in disguise for Spurs. But if the Premier League do the same, Arsenal are going to kick off because they were forced to play games. It could affect us because what if they turn around and decide to reschedule the Spurs game when our lads are away at the AFCON in January? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got only a very limited amount of games, of Premier League games in January. Yeah, there's cup games going on and what have you, but we could be out of the League Cup by then and there's a free slot in January. Uh, we're without our best players, while Spurs have all of theirs. You know, it's hardly our fault that Spurs have a COVID issue. Yeah, well, we're going to have, we're gonna have to, well, we're going to have to look up to Premier League rules with regards because someone says yeah. there, it, Barry Devney says, "Gav, that's the UEFA rules." But as far as I, 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 as far as I always knew in the Premier League when, when it came up, if you had X amount of players fit and mm. tested negative, you must play the game. This is what I thought as well, but apparently the, it was they were lobbying it this this the Premier League, and because of the new COVID restrictions and the new variants going on in England, maybe they're chancing their arm. We don't know. It'll all Red Steve says. Red Steve says fourteen players, including under twenty three, yeah, if they've already played fourteen football. That was my understanding as well, and we'll know a lot more by the time we come to air on Friday night, and we can go through it then for sure. But and let, you're telling was, me you're telling me Leicester have a load now as well. Leicester have seven positive cases. Players? Players, as far as I know. Whether it's players or staff, I don't know, but it's seven within the first team club. Okay. Which, is like to go, which is like to go up, isn't it? Let's be fair. Which is likely to go up, especially if, God forbid, it is. I mean, and I, don't get me wrong, I don't wish this on anyone. But if it's the newer variant that seems to be more transmissible, They'll be extra careful. This is the knock-on where I think the AFCON, I think, gets canned. But that's going to be a conversation down. And, that, and the thing is, a decision is going to need to be made on that because if players have to quarantine before they go because they're coming out of the UK to Cameroon yeah. where the training but, but, camps are going but to that, be... But Davo made the point on Monday night that he reckons this AFCON will go ahead come hell or high water because all these African because, nations have sold their TV rights for it. And have I've probably got that money for it, and he won't want to give it back. Like Barry Devney says, each case is taken on its merits. City got a game against Everton called off last season due to COVID, which was bullshit, by the way, because they mm. just told him that he had a load of cases, and they were all grant. They were all fucking they grant. They played three or four days there. There wasn't a problem. But don't let anyone come and test them. Yeah, there wasn't a problem with City. Yeah, like, listen, like, well, me, what City done last season was a swindle. Last what, season. Yeah. They turned up, I don't know if they turned up in Liverpool and said, oh, we've all these cases. And they went, well, look, if you have all this in the bubble and this, that, and the other. And three days later, they're all playing. I think they, I think they had suspiciously key players injured. Ah, listen, come here. Look, listen, you have to be, health, the health of players is very, very important, right? Yeah. But at but the, the same time, of the 
Exactly. The integrity has to be met. And like if they've gone into spores today and went, right, how many have you got? Eight. Right, where are the eight? They're in their own bubble now. They're not, they're, they're isolating. Okay. Every single person in this room is being tested today. Okay. And we'll have the results back in four hours. And then the same is going to happen tomorrow and the next day. And unless it comes to the day of the game and out of these 25 players, you only have 13, you're playing the game. It's as simple as that. What, what have Spores done to allow eight players to have or eight staff to have this? They're meant to be under restriction with regards to um, COVID and the way they move and they're coming in out of the grounds with masks on and stuff like that. And, like, don't get me wrong, people would say, oh, you're saying that because you're a Liverpool fan. No. No. I would, fully expect, I would fully expect if Liverpool reported seven cases tomorrow, right, the first thing I'd, got, I'd say is, how, right? And the second thing is, lads, we have a list of 25 players here. There's eight gone, right? Okay, that leaves us 17. We can bring in under 23s into the squad if we want once we've played four team football. We have enough. Yeah. And it's a very all through the season. But it's a very fair point you make, right? Is that Liverpool go to play Spurs on whatever it is in December, right? Um, it 18, is December. 18th, 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 18th or 19th. 18th or 19th. Right? right, which is about 10 days away now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Liverpool, that game gets called off, Okay. Turns around and we go, and they turn around and go. Um, Liverpool got knocked out in the third round of the FA Cup just by chance, and the fourth round weekend, right, is free. Is it the end of the month, right? It's free, and three of our players are away at the African Nations, and all of a sudden, sports players are back. We're playing, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the other games have got organised. They've still got reorganised the Burnley game. You know what I mean? Snow. Yeah. yeah. So, and, listen, there's the other thing with the Afcon. We don't know what's going to happen with players that might have to quarantine before they go, and they're definitely going to have to quarantine when they come back. So it's not Lord, just the two games yeah. anymore. This afternoon could cost us dearly. Yeah. But Lord also saying there's, there's an issue of potential civil war in Cameroon at the moment. So yeah, well, look, again, it's, it's that, that's going to be an issue. It's an absolute mess. That that's an absolute mess. And the fact that that, that Tanya, the variant is coming out of Africa, and all these restrictions are being put in place across Europe and further afield because of it, and they're going to send all these players. To Africa to play. Nothing against for Africa. Me, if, it, if, me, if, it's, it's, if it was a World it, Club Cup in Australia and Australia had a variant coming over, you go, that World Club Cup's not well, happening. I'll tell you something straight. Australia have you announced that the fifth test match is due in the Ashes is due to be played in Perth. Always it. finished. The Ashes always finishes in Perth. It's already been cancelled. Go and find a and new you're, venue. You're, you're not coming to Perth to play cricket. And they've had to refund yeah. all the tickets for that. And that, you yeah. know, that. That's one of the biggest games in cricket. So that's like, that'd be like you moving the FA Cup final. Mm. It's, it's know, mad. It's, but, but like I said, like they're got, the, biggest, the, the biggest problem here for me is, is that like all the things we've mentioned, but why aren't the Premier League coming out immediately and saying, they've eight cases and this is what happens. Everyone yeah. is starting to speculate now on what happens here and what happens that's here. It. It, yeah. should be, it should be just in place, this is what happens. And I'm sure probably there is something somewhere written down on the back of a smoke box where we all know what happens. But but somebody should be immediately coming out. As soon as it comes out, there shouldn't be any lobbying. There shouldn't be any of this. It should be sports should be coming out and going, we've A cases, which means that we have X amount left. We have to play these games unless somebody else becomes positive. The FA are coming in or the Premier League are coming in and they're going to test every single member here tonight and they're going to do it again tomorrow and they're going to continue to do it every day for the next 10 days because these players are in isolation and if the numbers go too high we might have to cancel games if not we have to play they all know yeah. this 
They all know this. So that's, I mean, a, look, that's, uh, a that's a lack of leadership, though, in the FA, isn't it? Well, that's, but but not even that. You'd have to start, looking, you'd have to start looking at Spurs and Leicester and going, what, what procedures have you got in place? For me, the players' union have to be a lot more vocal in this as well. You know, it's a case of, I'm on about the AFCON now, the international tournaments. If it's not safe to travel to these countries, the players' union, FIFA pros, should be turning around and saying, look, our players worldwide are saying, no, we're not traveling there. and We're not playing yeah. in this. Qu- Quasi Ball TV says, let's get it right. Africa do not have high cases of, of COVID as Europe. I didn't say that. What I said was, is that the variant that has been discovered in Africa will end up everywhere because that's how variants happen. They just go everywhere. What I'm saying is, if you if we are putting tighter restrictions in countries because of a variant coming out of another country, it's madness to think that you would send players from all over the world into where this variant is and then live and go back to the places where they're trying to put tighter security. And and I, I say that in the same sense that if if the, the if the European Championships was on in three weeks' time, okay, and a lot of African players were leaving Africa and coming to Europe, it'd be madness to send them into Europe where the variant was happening and then to let them turn around and go back to Africa. It, it, it's madness. And I know it's a tournament, but the Euros was cancelled because of it and moved. And I just can't see why. I, I, I'm flabbergasted that this is going ahead. I really am. But I don't think there's much you can do about it now. Yeah. But look. Um, there was an interesting comment there earlier on that the, I think it was Kean put it up there. There's talk of AFCON moving to Qatar as and the starting date changed to January 2nd. Was that the, yeah, I, I, I kind of seen something last night about that, and that would, would put into jeopardy um, some Liverpool players away at Chelsea. But I think that yeah, I think those players are gone from that anyway because they'll have to quarantine before they go to the AFCON for however many days. Mm. We're not going to have Salah, Salah, Sadio Mane or Mohamed Salah available for Chelsea. That's just my opinion, but I can't see how we would. Not if they had to quarantine for, say, seven or eight days before they go. Yeah, It's just not possible. It's it's one of those. Um, Stephen Lennon reckons I'm the best lad around for fair-mindedness. Um, I try to be fair, um, unless unless it's Red Steve, and then I don't be fair. Or Arsenal. He, he, or Arsenal. <laughs> 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 or Mikel Arteta, yeah. Um, yeah. Or uh, just like but, but Red Steve doesn't like me. I don't like Red Steve, but we get on with it. Um, because Red Steve, of course, was made. Was he made leader of this channel? I think he was. Um, yeah, he it was. was a couple of days ago. Um, there was a vote. There was a vote amongst Steve somebody. Steve told us there was a vote. Yeah, Red Steve just came in and went, oh, listen, I've been voted in as the leader of the channel. And I went, fair enough. Just don't change your name because of a pain in the arse trying to track who you are. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Quasi Bald. Um, and this is interesting. I, I'm going to I'm gonna put this up because, you know, here we go. He says, now they are saying the variant Omicron is in Europe more than Africa. The propaganda from Western media is disrespectful. That's why the Senegal coach got triggered from what Klopp said. Well, no. Let, let me let me let me talk to you about the Klopp incident. Klopp said there's a small matter of the African Nations Cup. Now, what he said when he says this, it's complete tongue in cheek, so, right? So it's it, it's actually it's actually a reference people make when they're actually talking about something big. Like, oh, there's a small matter of mine getting married at the weekend, right? Do you think my potential wife will turn and go, what do you mean it's a small matter? People know you're discussing something big. That um, that journalist uh, or the Senegal coach or whoever it was, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. There will be, the, chan- the chance of more Omicron in Europe than Africa, fair enough, but it has started in Africa, 
It started in Africa. It's the same way when it started in China. They locked the fucking place down. They told everybody to get indoors and not to move until they were told. They didn't let anyone in. They didn't let anyone out. I don't know why it's changed. And, and quasi bold, I'll say it to you again. I live in Ireland. If you told me that a variant started in Dublin, in Ireland, the capital, right? I wouldn't, under no circumstances, be asking anybody to travel to Dublin. And I wouldn't be letting anyone travel out of Dublin. It's as simple as that. And, and that's how variants move around. But the money that has to be made in air travel and business and wherever else dominates this world that we live in. And it will never, ever stop. Never stop. And that's why it moves. doesn't matter where it starts. It's no one's fault. doesn't matter where it starts. It is absolutely no one's fault. But at the same time, if it starts in Africa, Asia, America, Australia, Dublin, fucking Runcorn, Cork, Scotland, wherever. When it's when they find it started there, that has to be the first place you look and go, right, we need to stop anything going on there because we know where it starts. Nothing against Africa or anything like it. And But look, does that on top of the whole Premier League stuff and no one knows who's playing where and stuff like that, but it's one of those. Um, anyway, right. Um, Conroy, anything else before we go? Uh no, just uh, everyone smash smash the like and subscribe if you haven't already. But yeah, no, great show, guys. Good Nothing from me. Good stuff. Um, your um, your COVID update and your Omnicron update will be sponsored by somebody next week, next Wednesday, I'm sure. <laughs> um, sorry for going into all that, but it just sometimes no, I just get upset over it. And um, it's 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 not even an upset at anybody. It's a it's it's a whole it's whole it's the whole thing that no one seems to want to fucking sort it. You know, just pass it around and pass it around. I hope it goes away. It's that sort of thing. Um, Quasi says, Gav, they said it started in South Africa, but it did not. Even the f- the fucky, I don't know what that word is, had to come out and stop that news. I still support your channel. Oh, very good. Very good. But it's it's like it's like when they said it didn't start in China. It started in France. It doesn't matter where it started. It doesn't matter. Like, it is where it is. It, it is where it is. But the, the gas thing is, right, forget Africa and forget anything else. I would just close all ports. Simple as fucking that. I close all parts and I just go back to listen. Nobody moves fucking two k from that house uh, unless you're going to buy fuel for your family. And we're going yeah, to do this. It'll, for, it'll be over globally. We're going, in a month. we're going to do this for a month. That's yeah. it. But you, you know, it all comes down to money. Money. That's, that's Absolute life in general. Money. That's yeah. that's the, the way um, society is built. Somebody is going to ask me to call this show. Um, Somebody is going to uh, want to call the show COVID in the world now instead of football in the world. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> sure of it. Um, Top to Mr. Gas has Gav changed his opinion on Tommy Tuchel. No, 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 no. Um, but look, it's it's not about it's not about um where it is or where it's from or anything like that. It's about stopping it, and nobody wants to stop it. They just want to pass the book and keep going. That's all they want to do. And the only people that are suffering are the likes of me and you and everyone else. You know that that are just told what to do, um, and we're suffering the most because the people that are in power to stop it won't. Simple as that. Um, let me see. Um, uh, oh, God, yeah. Uh, Coutinho says, oh, no, Gav said, forget Africa. He's getting reamed by a journalist any day now. Listen, oh, I haven't got fucking time for a journalist or anybody else like that. Um, I'm trying to get out down the driving range tomorrow night. So don't ring me. Any journalist, don't ring me tomorrow night. I'm at the driving range. Uh, Kev, anything else before we go? I'm looking forward to Friday night now. We get to chat about Formula One and the end of the season, and I'll send Chris to sleep after that. 
Yeah, good stuff. Because <laughs> Chris loves Formula One. Yeah, oh, the Formula One, in fairness, the Formula One, get on it at the weekend. It's you've got to like, be watching. Oh, the best of neck it is, and it's neck, on, neck and neck on going right down to the last race. It's on Channel 4 as well. Yeah. Uh, Channel um, 4 done a deal with Sky. It's free to wear on Channel 4. Uh, oh, brilliant. I still won't watch it. Steven, Steven Lennon says Run Corn has just shut down all his parts. Should do. Uh, fair play. That's just keep me in. That's just keep uh, me in. G10 says, thanks, lads. Another outstanding show. Great to have Conroy back with the day trip as well. Someone, yeah, I seen this on Twitter today. Like, yeah, uh, where's Conroy? And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, yeah, Conroy, Conroy does this show every second week and then he'd be thrown into other shows as well. People do loads and then go off and then come back and then come off. Like, you'll see fellas here for three weeks and then you won't see them for a month. That's just how it works. Um, so relax. Um, he's not gone anywhere. There he is there. Look at him. I was going to do the Jordan Bill for Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not yeah. leaving. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. the, we should the, do a the, gift the, of that. Oh, would yeah, you I that, yeah. Um, but there we go. Um, Looking forward to Friday night with Chris. Um, there is going to be shed loads to talk about as well because Katie Taylor's fighting at the weekend as well. Mm. Um, between that, UFC, there's a bit on that. There's, but it's mainly Formula One, man. There's, there, that this title race has just bubbled up to perfection. Oh, yeah. Like you couldn't, you know, it's, it's like it's a movie. It's got to it? dominate Sunday. Yeah, it's got to yeah. dominate Sunday. Yeah, it's like a movie. Chris, anything else before we go? Um, oh, ethical weekend for the women. So I'll be going to oh, the, the joys of Burnley away on uh, Sunday. Yeah. So that's my, where that's did, my, where that's did my you play in Burnley? Well, actually, they're not playing, but they're playing Leyland, but you're playing Burnley. It's very confusing. Okay. All right, good stuff. Um, yeah, right, well, listen, uh, all that's good. Uh, let me see. Um, yeah, good show tonight. Tomorrow, um, Man on Football show, that channel, The Collapse of Barcelona. It's all about the collapse of Barcelona tomorrow night. And Keith has just sent me shed loads. Is that a three-hour show, Gav? Oh, God. Like, <laughs> if you look at the information he part, sent me. Part one, Just, part two, just part the three. transfers alone, I was reading for about I 10 minutes. I can already there. imagine, with Keith, just knowing how much he's into, like when I talked to him about Messi and Argentina, the details yeah. of Scaloni's team, I can already imagine the Barca he's gone back to 2015 and looked at it from there right up till today so it's on that channel tomorrow night we will release it on our audio feed on the day trippers as well Friday is the lads talking about Formula 1 Chris going for a kip all that sort of stuff we'll uh, wake up we're chatting about football yeah of course we will Saturday <laughs> um, I'll be back with full time Reds after Liverpool and Aston Villa and the Fatback 4 will be back on Sunday hit the like button hit subscribe any feedback is completely welcome after the show in the comments. And if you're listening on the audio download, don't forget to like and review, please. Thanks. Um, that is it. Talk to you in a bit over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.